Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with TV. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Bandersnatch and maybe more. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. I got sucked into this thing for three and a half hours last night. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so I have not seen this. I've heard about it. I'm, I'm on a black mirror boycott because it's just too, it just scares me too much. I don't know if I can deal, um, but maybe you can convince me to watch this particular one. Um, I don't know because it was really like head, head it, trip. Yeah, it was a, it was a real head trip. Um, just because you were deciding things for the characters and it was having repercussions and it, it was very, it was like, I mean, you know, I'm sure you read choose your own adventure books as a kid. Oh yeah, and Zork, of course. Yeah, and Zork, and and it's it's like that, and the the movie is about a guy making a game based off of a choose your own adventure book. Okay, so let's just just so, pause for one second. Okay. Are, are okay. there going to be any spoilers here? Uh, I'm going to try and keep it spoiler free. Okay, and since there are a bunch of endings, I suppose it'd be hard to spoil it. But <laughs> yeah. So let let's just like, how does this physically work? Physi- uh, just physically like yeah i was i was actually really impressed by this it comes up and the movie is playing and they'll get to a point where you'll have to make a decision and you'll get a little thing pop up along the bottom of the screen that gives you two choices and you can pick one but, but the way they've how do you done physically it, do that you just click click the mouse oh you're you watching it on your computer not the tv yeah yeah can you watch um, it on your tv uh you can and you can use your remote control okay um, but I was, it was very well done in that the way it comes up and the, the sort of scenarios they create where you have to make decisions, there's not, it's, it's not like everything stops for an uncomfortably or awkward period of time. It all felt very seamless and the transitions were incredibly seamless hmm. and it was, it was very well executed in, in that regard, I thought. Wow. And if you, if you leave it alone and you don't make a selection, then eventually the time will expire and Netflix will decide for you. And I haven't done it enough to see if that's random or if it follows the same path every time. Interesting. Oh, man. I mean, think of... I mean, there must, this must have been a massive inf- infrastructure project. Yeah, They've must probably have been. been working on this for a long time because, I mean, never mind the fact that <clears throat> just the recording of all the different possibilities part on the mm. director's side of things... But uh, that seems like some significant upgrades to their player software. Yeah. And think of how many platforms it's on. I mean, yeah, I I haven't, I Googled around a little bit. I I heard about it on Twitter, new black mirror. That is the kind of thing that's going to hit my radar. I saw it. I'm following someone who is a director, like a TV director. And she was Mm -hmm. like, no, thanks. Too much work. I I do enough work in my day (laughs) job. I don't need to work while I'm watching Netflix, but I didn't get that. I sort of heard the the buzz that it was like a choose your own adventure, but I was like, yeah, but there's no way to do that. And it, <laughs> but now there is. Right. Do you remember the video game Dragon's Lair? Uh, I, yes. I think that's what it was called. It was basically a Disney cartoon that was the exact same thing, but is like an arcade cabinet at DG's Arcade in Airport Plaza in Warwick, Rhode Island. <laughs> and it was this sort of situation where it wasn't a, you know, choose your own adventure. It was like, swing your sword at this chair and if you right turn-based combat yeah yeah yeah. but and it would like have it was basically all cutscenes, and you'd try and go for 
try, try to make it to the end without getting, you know, evaporated or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's different than, you know, so it had a visual component. It kind of sounds like this where all the different stuff has been filmed and you, you just like navigate your way through. So you, you did it for three hours. Like, oh, this is so I, funny. Like you, there's no way to say how long the movie is. Like mostly that's right, like a normal, <laughs> normal piece of metadata for somebody who, who publishes movies or creates movies. This one doesn't have a duration. <laughs> right, it doesn't. It doesn't. And then even when you get to it, the ending, sometimes there's opportunities to like, oh, didn't like this ending, go back and at this decision point and do the, do something different. Um, so, so yeah, it's, and it's funny because depending on how you go through it, you may come up where you may have an option for something 20 minutes into the movie. Mm. But then if you go back and go through it again, if your decisions change, you may get that, you may still get that same option, but it may happen an hour into the story. Yeah. It's just like the books. Or, or like, you may, you may choose, or you may choose something one time and you, you can choose the same thing two different times and then end up with completely different results based on other decisions you've made and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, anybody who's played around with the, the actual books will mm-hmm. probably recall that there would be loops. Like, so there, there would be overlap. You might, uh, there might be five ways to get to one particular decision, but that's right. not the end yet. And the, I don't know. I, I Googled for this right before uh, the call because you sent a link to it. And it feels like all the headlines are missing the point. Like, like they're all talking about like, oh, choose your own adventure. But how many endings are there really? And it's like, wait a second. Right. They Netflix completely added a new feature to their platform to create interactive shows and you're complaining about the content of a particular one. Yeah. And it's like, they it's a, it's a complete, I mean, it's a huge change for the platform and it's created an experience that just is very engaging and really draws you in with the right type of storytelling. I believe there's also a Minecraft one, an animated Minecraft one, but I Mm, haven't seen it yet. That makes sense. A kid friendly one. Right. And so I, I was thinking we wouldn't talk about this, but I got an Oculus Go for Christmas. Oh, did you? We did too. And this is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sitting here last night and I was watching on the computer and I was thinking, man, I kind of wish I was watching this on the Oculus Go. Right. But then at about the three and a half hour mark, oh, the battery wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My face would hurt. <laughs> man, so... I mean, if you were in there for, you know, three hours, evidently, I mean, was it just novel or did you actually enjoy it? Like, do you think you would do it? I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, And I I did, I went through it rather fully one time and came up with various twists and turns and what have you. And had a couple of places where I had to go back and redo decisions because it, it's, you know, it was pretty obvious I'd made the wrong one. and, And the movie, the film actually gave me opportunities to go back when something would abruptly end or what have you, but it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel abrupt and jarring. It just, and I think a lot of that was because of the way the story was written. Mm. Um, so, does it so feel- that was, that was pretty entertaining. And then, then after I got to a definitive end where I saw end credits and what have you, I went back and did it again and just made some initial decisions different and started down different paths. And at that point I kind of knew it enough to where I could get to an ending in about 45 minutes <laughs> speed run. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're actually getting to what I was going to ask, which, which is like, does it feel more like a game? Does it feel like a game that you're like trying to get, like you said, to the end credits? Like I assumed whenever 
the story came to an end. And, 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 and this is not a spoiler because I have no idea what the story's about. I mm-hmm. have not watched it. But let's say there's a sad, it, it comes to a stop in a sad way. Protagonist dies, let's just say. And you're like, oh, like, does that feel like a loss? Or, you know, do the end credits roll? Or is it like, try again, you blew it. And like the goal is to get to a happy ending or is the goal or is there no goal? And it's more like an infinite game where you can just explore the story. Uh, I think it's kind of all three of those. I think the goal is whatever you want it to be. Hmm. Um, just the the point at where you've created, I say you've created, I mean, really you've chosen a bunch of paths that the directors have created hmm. and, uh, but built up the story that, that you want. Um, I definitely found myself at points, um, like rooting for the protagonist and going, oh, I really want to like, go back and redo this thing because I want him to have a better end result. Mm-hmm. And it was I had this 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 weird emotional attachment to the characters, <laughs> like more. You feel like you feel like they're your responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> but cool. yeah, it feels it feels like a puzzle game. Okay, so I, I'm like fascinated by the meta aspect here, which is that mm-hmm. the director or the writer or whoever the creators of the whatever you want to call it choose your own adventure movie are giving control over a the plot to the audience so that maps to the idea of a 360 degree video or immersive videos or like you know spherical videos where the director is giving over perspective to the the viewer so it, oh, if you if you combine the two, right. I'd be like, you know, I'm gone for the weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because you can take even if it's a static video that goes all the way through, you can keep watching the thing over and over and just look in different directions and see what was going on behind mm-hmm. you or above you. Or, you know, if stuff's going on everywhere, there's like no end to it. So then if, if it, this, you know, and then you add in this kind of decision tree branching, poof, I mean... I wonder what it's like to write a story like that. I don't know. I've I've never tried. I feel like, how would you even, I don't even know how you would begin. I guess as you were writing a story, you're like, hmm, what should I have the character do? He could do this or he could do that. Why not both? <laughs> right. But it feels like yeah, you I just imagine end they're up, very hard to write, especially yeah, if you want to like get them like looping back on themselves and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty close to never ending, but I mean, you know, the, the choose your own adventure books weren't, unusually large no they weren't uh, but the, the stories you know so say you have 150 pages 250 pages this the actual story any one path through the book was usually pretty quick yeah. you know you probably only read like 25 30 40 pages like a couple chapters it felt like yeah mm. so a speed run through the movie for you was like 40 minutes <laughs> yeah oof that's a that's a lot. <laughs> does it does it have like should I be scared of it? Like does it have like all the the crazy like like nightmarish type stuff of like existential crises and things like that or is it more like um I don't know, interesting? You know what I mean? Like uh, oh, that was clever stuff like that. Right. It's it's um it's not as far off the deep end as some of the Black Mirror episodes are in terms of, of exactly how much it will warp your brain. Right. But the way it's written and and the plot of the and just the subject matter of the story, I think they did it was really cool. Um, like I said, you find out like within the first 
few seconds before you can even make a decision that the the main plot of the story is about this guy, this kid, this teenager that's set in the 80s writing a video game based on a choose your own adventure book Mm -hmm. and so and just the way that sort of all kind of comes together and plays into with the the aspects of you having control over this character and what he does it it gets kind of mind-bending in that regard at times yeah it's super meta Mm -hmm. like it sounds sounds like that Mm. yeah it's fascinating to think about about this sort of person it's you, you like your journey through it becomes a personal thing like at the end of it do you feel like you i'm trying to imagine if you feel like you watched it like at the end do you feel like you watched it or do you remember yeah yeah i mean you remember and you feel like you you feel like you've seen a complete story and you don't like I like yeah i feel like oh there's i'm sure there's a lot of things here that i haven't discovered and like oh i probably missed this chunk here that may have been interesting but it all comes together to either either way to to form like a cohesive story that it, it kind of makes me like want to go back and explore other areas but i don't feel like the experience i had was a letdown in that oh i didn't get didn't get a, a satisfying story out of it right yeah it's funny it's like it's like i'm imagining playing mario and you know when you finish it mm-hmm. you know you're like does it feel like that or like are there lots of ways that you know because like mario has only got one ending right does it feel like the movie has a right ending or does it feel like some of the endings were satisfying? They're just different. Um, I had, I ended up with, I think three different endings last night. I point endings being points where I stopped, not just where I was able to go back and like, Oh, this, this, this thing abruptly happened and now you can make a different decision and change it. Um, that happened to me a lot, but I, I think I got three distinct different quote unquote endings. And, um, so like not a dead end some, where you not, had not to loop a dead back. End, but a conclusion to the story and like did the credits roll or i saw credits on two of them that's so funny yeah like right there like like the director making decisions about like okay this is an actual end so we can roll credits Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah and i will say one of them was more satisfying than the others (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of them was was pretty disappointing yeah and Mm -hmm. then one was just kind of oh okay that that happened so (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, you can imagine, I mean, totally just yeah. guessing, but you can imagine tragic endings, you can imagine, you know, tragic, you know, tragic comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it could be happy endings, it could be sad endings, but definitely endings. So, oh man, okay, here's a, here's a deeper question, critical question. Do you okay. feel like, in the dead ends, do you mm-hmm. feel like they were as... Like, I'm imagining the director going, like, okay, this is a dead end, let's just, we just go like, phone it in do the dead end and then like give them a place to to go back like mm-hmm. how you know what i mean or does it feel like the dead ends felt like really still really good but you just picked made the wrong choice you know what i mean like did they sort of oh, yeah, phone it, it was, in it was, for the dead was, ends it was the latter they felt really good but like you just made the wrong choice and again it goes back to this whole thing being very meta and it kind of starts to feel like oh this dead end and going back and making another choice was something that was supposed to happen. Like this was a thing you were supposed to do. Mm, God, so cool. So now (laughs) when you get to a dead end and it allows you to go back, like, is it still a yes, no? Like, how do they ask? Uh, It depends. There's a couple of them where it just says, I I had a couple of them where it just came up the bottom and it said, go back. And it would take you back to like just before the last decision you made. Mm -hmm. And then there were a couple of others where it came up, at at the dead end, you could make different decisions there about you know 
and some of them involve like doing something completely different at the very start of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there were there were there were decisions to make that were very important to the plot, and there were decisions to make that were like, okay, what cereal are you going to eat for breakfast, or what music are you going to, what tape are you going to listen to on the bus. <laughs> And you don't really know. It's like, does that play in somewhere down the line in the decision tree? How much do those little things matter? Ugh. Okay, so I, I just cannot get over the programming challenge here. Like, think yeah. th- th- there isn't. I can't imagine a situation in which Netflix, previously, when presenting a video, as complex as that is to do across all these platforms and make it a good experience that's not buffering and all that stuff. And, and have it paywalled and like make sure that people aren't stealing it mm-hmm. and all the local laws and all that stuff. I can't imagine a situation ever before where there needed to be a database associated with a video <laughs> or like a, you know, JSON file or some sort of like data store associated right. with an actual video. It's crazy. Right. That is a gigantic change. It is. It is. And I have, I've read that people have, you know, open the, run it with the web inspector going and watch the traffic going back and forth and see the JSON data and all of that. But I, I I may end up doing that, but on that first, like last night, my first experience with it, I had no desire to because I got sucked into the story right away and I wanted to enjoy the story aspect of it. Oh, that's good. I haven't, I haven't picked it apart yet from a technical standpoint, but it might be really interesting to look at. Yeah. It's gotta be fascinating. I mean, I wonder if, I mean, I, man, we're due for a new video format. Like it's got to be coming Mm -hmm. like something. I mean, there was a lot of talk in the responsive web design, uh, heyday, if you will, about coming up with an image format that dealt with all of the CSS garbage that we had to write to make images work well (laughs) across everywhere. And it's not a bad idea. It is kind of the right place to put it, except for what do you do with the 500 trillion photos that are already on the internet? But videos, especially if you're in a sort of walled garden, like maybe um, the Apple ecosystem or Netflix or whatever, you know, Netflix originals, let's just say Netflix originals, which doesn't have a massive back catalog. Yeah. And they come up with a new video format that's just like interactive by default. And, you know, you could, it's just part of the video and then they could go back to like, just, just link to it just like a YouTube video, but they're just, it's just interactive built in. You could see mm-hmm. YouTube doing it as well. Yeah, it, I could I could see YouTube doing it as well. Um, I guess the question is, is this going to be a gimmick or is it something that's going to catch on? And I think a lot of that is going to depend on the quality of the writing. Sure. Well, so here's the other thing, though. Like, I'm assuming you watch this by yourself. Yeah. What do you do if you're sitting there with the whole – like, does it become fun? Like, if you're sitting there with the kids, like, does this cause a fight? Like, the kids like, being like, like no, one to do one thing and one else to do the other? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That that would be like I, you know, maybe maybe you'd spend more time watching it because you'd all want to go back and do the different decisions. Yeah, I mean, we do sit around and watch like each other play Xbox, mm-hmm. so you could kind of decide who was playing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what are you We're doing? Like, are you watching? <laughs> are you watching or playing? Or or yeah, or like maybe everybody votes, everybody clicks. You know, so like the, to bring it back to Oculus Go for a second, Oculus. The the thing about I'm like pretty blown away by it. You know, my experience mm-hmm. so far has just been like Google cardboard with phones and this is, it's not amazing. It's really way, way better than that, but you, you know, it's still screen door and it, it's it, the batteries doesn't last that long and you know, but it's pretty amazing. I mean, it transports mm-hmm. you, it makes your mouth fall open. Every, everybody that put it on, it's just like, Whoa. And 
it's pretty mind-blowing but you can see that there's like plenty of room for it to get better or maybe that more high-powered ones are even more impressive i think the i think when the oculus quest comes out later this year it's gonna it'll be a whole new category because it's the it's the room scale vr with motion tracking all in one wire self-contained wireless headset oh wow yeah it's very it's amazing to watch the kids the kids react to it how they react to it the the idiosyncrasies of the medium it's completely different it's nothing like it's 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 as different from like it's like cell phones old school cell phones to smartphones or like landline phones or smartphones it's kind of the same thing as looking at a screen but there's so many differences Mm -hmm. the interaction model is completely new um it, it almost almost completely new. There's definitely some similarities. There's keyboards and stuff, but you know pointers. But it is very has all sorts of weird situations. Like how do I take it off my head and give it to someone else without changing <laughs> the perspective? And right. but the thing about it is the the I haven't used it all that much because it is intensely antisocial. You know, like you put that yeah. thing on your head and sitting in a room with other people and it's rude. Like it feels rude. <laughs> yeah. It's not like reading your phone or reading a book with someone sitting next to you. You put that thing on and you're gone. You might as yeah, well just, just go be there. by yourself. Yeah. Even, even without a headset, even if you're just using the built-in speakers, mm-hmm. you're, you're still. Oh, yeah. forget about it. If you've got, like, I've got these Sony over ear headphones, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like people are tapping you on the shoulder screaming, you know, like that, yeah. that dog needs to go out. You know, it's like. You might, it's like, don't be in a room with other people with that thing on. So (laughs) in a situation like that, a movie like that makes a lot of sense. And this sort of group mode that I haven't experimented with, but apparently like multiple people with a go on their face can, you know, have a bad movie night together. Yeah. And, and be chatting in real time, you know, talking, chatting. And that's like, oh, what should we do? Like, you can imagine that experience you know people remote from each other but in this immersive video experience that's interactive 360 what should we do next you know one person's looking one way the other person's looking another way look over here i mean yeah and you've only you've only got like 10 seconds to make a decision yeah you're just like exploring this completely immersive surround world and it's interactive oh man it's it's like see you later bye i mean yeah it's like it's like Ready Player One. Like here we go. Yeah, the com- the combination of the two would would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And and even like you even now without the three sixty video, like you said, if you do the group the group viewing where you're all together and in this virtual movie theater watching it, just and just the interaction of you you, you can you can now have that interaction with people that aren't physically there with you. So mm. yeah, it's uh, it tricks your brain into feeling like you're somewhere else. We've talked about this before, but it's like you, you take that thing off and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in the living room or like, oh yeah, you know, (laughs) you know, it's like walking out of a movie theater in the middle of the day and forgetting that it's not night, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Like you've been sitting in the dark for a few hours watching a movie that was largely set at, you know, at night or in space. And then you come outside and it's like broad daylight, (laughs) 80 degrees. It's jarring. Yeah. So the re-entry is like, like my mom, who's 74, I think she gave it to me, but we were, you know, and she, but she wanted mm-hmm. to try it on. So she tried it on and she just like, she was like, her first reaction was gasp. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you never have to go anywhere anymore. <laughs> like that was what she said. My, my dad refuses to try it. He's oh like, yeah. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. I did. I was nervous that I wasn't sure how 
you know, you, you probably, well, I don't know, you might be able to answer this. You might've already known the answer, but I wasn't sure how my eyes would work. If you're, if you are farsighted, like I am now mm-hmm. with, you know, the, the image that is projected is only maximum of three inches, four inches from my eyes. So like, will everything be blurry? But it turns out that the distance from your eyes is apparently not the problem. It's the focal point, which makes sense when I say it out loud, because the focus yeah. is the problem. But even though the image is so close, the images are so close to my face, I had no problem. Like I don't need glasses, even though it's like on my face because right. they're projected in the distance, which means that if you're nearsighted, you do need to wear your glasses, which is a <laughs> yeah. bummer. Yeah. Richard has to wear his glasses with his. God, it's so weird, but it's right there. Like, why can't yeah. you see it? It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. I can, I can literally touch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids, like, the kids, like, reaching for stuff. Like, there's an elephant right there. It's mm-hmm. unreal. Man. Yeah. So it would be, it would be, I would love to see the two combined. No kidding. It does, it does really blur no, the line at between. That point, at that point, at that point, can you even call it a movie anymore, though? Is uh, it, isn't it just a video game at that point? I just, was, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like it's blurring the lines between movies and games, which is probably mm-hmm. smart for the movie industry because games are, probably. it feels like games are taking over from, yeah. from a spend standpoint, like entertainment spend standpoint. You know, like movies feels like it's going the, the all-you-can-eat subscription model, and, uh, and, and, but games haven't yet. They probably will, but, you know... I've been talking yeah, to movies don't even stay in theaters very long anymore. No, nah, I mean, who wants to go there and like listen to other people on their cell phones? It's like, come on, you know, pay yeah, like well, we, 90 we live, bucks. We live in a small town. If you go like on a Sunday night, the week after it was released, you're going to get a private showing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even get my kids to want to leave the house. Like, <laughs> never mind me. So I stick an Oculus go on their head and they can go anywhere <laughs> for real. I mean, uh, it, it's so easy to picture the dystopian outcome of that, mm-hmm. but there might be a utopian outcome too. Like it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. It's like, it does wear you out pretty quickly. Like I get worn out. Even the kids get worn out pretty quickly because it's so overwhelming, but maybe that's just because they're not used to it or it's new or whatever. But um, I, I'm frankly glad the battery runs out so fast. Right. That's probably that, that might be a design feature. Yeah, It's a feature. <laughs> it's a feature. But you know, I mean, I've goofed around some stuff, but mostly just watched movies on it. And it's like, man, it is, you know, I've got a TV right downstairs, but Hey, I could just sit in my comfy, comfy chair. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's in that. I've only used it once people have gone to bed because it's so antisocial. So I haven't used it that much. Um, but just, just watching movies. Like I watched the, the first half of seven the other day, just, to, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why I picked seven. I just randomly picked it. And I was just I mean, like, you'd think Ready Player One would be the movie of choice. Yeah, no kidding. Is that on Netflix? I don't think it is. I don't know. It's on Amazon. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's the, that was the other thing that surprised me. There's a like the brow, web browsing experience is great. I thought it would oh, yeah. stink. Yeah, I, I just assumed it would stink, but it's actually the. Um, I wish TV remotes worked the way the remote does in the Oculus Go because you can. I mm-hmm. can actually type really. You know, compared to a TV remote, even a Roku, uh, pretty quickly, yeah, really quickly, yeah. It's uh, it's they did an amazing. I think they did an amazing job on the UX, and it's just the beginning. So, anyway, so big big thumbs up for. I think the Oculus Go is like a huge thumbs up for the price. Come on. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the Oculus Quest later this year. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. I'll have to look. Yeah. 
and uh, and big thumbs up for Bandersnatch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you have kids, maybe check out the Minecraft one. I haven't looked at it yet, but yeah, that sounds so, great. I mean, it would be funny to. I mean, you can't really compare the two just because this. I mean, the stories are going to be so different, and the the depth and level of the stories are going to be completely different. But mm. just to see, like, does the choose your own adventure experience hold up to something that's not specifically written? Well, I mean, that's not based around a choose your own adventure story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, I will see if I can watch. I'll try and watch the. I'll try and watch Bandersnatch on the mm-hmm. go, so we can report back and see if it's like. Uh, we'll see but uh oh that sounds cool well well happy yeah. new year everybody yes happy <laughs> we, new year we yes, are back we are back and yes, better we, than we ever got, we got busy the week before christmas and then the the thursday after christmas I, I forgot that the internet existed so yeah i was in a in a champagne and cookie haze for like a week and a half mm-hmm. so yeah yeah we we had we had we had work and then we had eating week and then we had <laughs> new year's mm it's fun though. We we had a chill time. Lots of puzzles. And Machi Koro is that the name of the game? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are getting. Sucked. I haven't played it, so you haven't. No. I think you sent it to us. No, I guess not. I Machi guess not. Koro. I wonder where we got it. Well, we've been having a lot of fun playing it. Cooper, let's check it out. Cooper, full on, no joke, no cheating, beat us so many times. Me and <laughs> me and Erica beat us so many times that he started to feel bad and was cheating for us. <laughs> Yeah, he might have. He, he potentially came up with like the perfect strategy. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a fun game. It's like it goes pretty quickly. It's got a monopoly f- concept to it, but it's much more fun. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, so I've just never gotten around to doing it, playing right. it. So, yeah. Speaking of board games, I booked hotels and parking passes for Gen Con last night, nice. even though it's in August. Yeah, no Airbnb this time. No. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's that'll a story be fun. for another day. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I booked my, my, my 50th birthday present to myself was to ask for donations to, um, a guitar camp, which is coming up at the end of July, beginning of August. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. we'll both be gone at the same time. It sounds like. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to go to Long Island and shred till I'm dead mm, for nice. four days and nights. Nice. With Mr. Steve Vai. I'm going to go to Indianapolis probably those same four days and, and play video games for 96 hours. Awesome. Or board games for 96 hours. Right. Fun. We'll bring your Oculus Go just in case. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next time for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye.